Hello, and welcome to Ground Game LA Podcast. This is your host, Bo Delight, and today I am here with Brian Averill. Uh, he is a member of the Venice Neighborhood Council and has been doing some work on housing in the area. Uh, welcome, Brian. So how's everything in Venice going? Uh, Venice Venice is great. I mean, we've got some, some difficulties facing us at the moment. Uh, the affordable housing situation is in crisis mode. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a homeless situation, which is also sort of reaching epidemic proportions. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of folks are being displaced from Venice. A lot of long-term residents are being displaced by sites like Airbnb and mm -hmm. Hotels.com and Bookings.com. Uh, and in my opinion, that's sort of ripping the soul out of Venice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with So with the housing, uh, within the past couple of months, it was specifically focused on the Ellison building, right? I live at the Ellison. Oh, okay. Uh, the Ellison is a, it's got about 60 apartments. Uh, mm -hmm. It's residentially zoned. It's rent stabilized. Uh, I moved there from New York City about 17 years ago. I mm -hmm. lived there my whole time in L.A. Um, the first, I'd say the first dozen years, pretty much paradise as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned. Um, it was sort of the, the definition of a community. Mm -hmm. uh, we all knew each other. A lot of us became close friends. Uh, we'd barbecue. We'd walk each other's dogs. <laughs> uh, we'd babysit. Uh, we take each other's packages, mm -hmm. um, sort of keep an eye on each other's belongings. I mean, mm -hmm. it's Venice, so yeah. <laughs> got to keep your eyes open. It's like a real, like, what you what the ideal dream is to, like, when you live in an apartment, especially yeah. with that many units, too. Yeah, it was it was perfect for me. Yeah. And everyone was so friendly. Uh, and then I'd say, I don't know, five or six years ago, uh, Airbnb sort of rolled around. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody moved out. The owner threw that apartment on Airbnb, and I think quickly realized that you could make, I don't know, triple the amount of money right. renting nightly as opposed to monthly. Uh, and soon thereafter, it went downhill quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, everyone that moved out, that apartment would be turned into a short-term rental. Right, right. Uh, and when there's only two or three in a building that size, you so you sort of don't notice it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we start to notice that the the nightly folks would be throwing ragers all the time. I mean, right. these are people on vacation at the beach. Yeah. Uh, and I don't I don't fault them. Yeah. I've behaved the same way on vacation. Yeah. So people are basically coming there to party at the beach, uh, while the rest of us are living there. We're living and working and going about our lives. Uh, so when two or three of those units became 10, became 20, became mm -hmm. 30, we all sort of looked up in amazement at what happened, <laughs> what happened to our building. Yeah. Uh, and it basically turned into a frat house. Oh, my God. Um, and this, this was sort of encouraged by the owner. Mm -hmm. uh, he would book bands for the courtyard. Mm -hmm. And this is not a singer-songwriter with an acoustic guitar. This yeah. is a, a rock band. Yeah with amps and drums mm -hmm. and screaming. Uh, and there'd be open bars at these concerts. Mm -hmm. So this was literally every weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, for years uh, in the courtyard. 
Uh, and these were the same bands, <laughs> which, oh <my> which, even, <laughs> which made it worse. Yeah. Um, uh, there was also a magician who was there for two or three years who had who was also amplified and mm-hmm. had the same act. <laughs> so we'd all be sitting in our apartments uh, on a Friday or Saturday, and you could hear this guy's act. I knew his card tricks by heart. I'm not kidding. I know <laughs> oh it sounds hilarious. But yeah, no, but like when you live in it, it's a nightmare. Yeah, it was, there's a Bill Murray movie, uh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. But it, it yeah. became that. Like I knew the Queen of Hearts was coming out from behind this girl's ear yeah. before it happened. Yeah. Uh, and this was week after week after week. And we would email, we'd mm-hmm. complain to management, uh, and we'd get basically a smirk. Yeah. You know, tough luck. Yeah. Uh, so I think the more we expressed that the guests were bothering the tenants, mm-hmm. the more it was encouraged. Mm, so yeah. slowly over four or five years, people would get fed up. Yeah. And they'd move out, and that would go on the Airbnb market. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just over the course of that three or four years, it became a nightmare. Slowly. Yeah. And I think something that... Um, people don't realize is uh that's illegal that's like (laughs) super illegal to um to take an apartment unit in a building as an owner and rent it out as a short-term um as like a short-term residence especially a rent stabilized apartment yeah absolutely yeah i mean it was illegal then and it's even more clearly illegal now yeah and it's still going on yeah and everybody, I've talked to people on the city council, mm-hmm. uh, tons of press. Everybody knows about it. This is one of the biggest buildings in Venice. Mm-hmm. And no one seems to be doing anything. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of lip service, mm-hmm. uh, but nothing's actually happening. Right. Uh, and every interaction with our owner is sort of a smirking good luck. Right. And like that that's definitely a tactic on his part of like well if you get annoyed enough like we can get everybody out and then make more money this way yes well largely i mean sadly enough he was 90 percent successful yeah he did knock out 90 percent of the tenants who just got fed up yeah uh and it sort of came down to about 10 of us Mm -hmm. who dug our heels in we're like enough yeah like this is our home you can't do this yeah uh, so we we're, we have a lawsuit now. The last ten of us sort of banded together mm-hmm. uh, to fight for the building, basically. Awesome. Um, so we're in a civil suit against him mm-hmm. to sort of get our home back. Yeah. Um, but until until that pans out, mm-hmm. the chaos continues. Yeah. Unabated. Yeah. Do you happen to know the the law specifically for for them? Uh, well, I mean, p- he has a few strategies. Mm-hmm. One of them was to rezone the building. The building's mm-hmm. zoned residential. Yeah. So obviously you can't run a hotel yeah. <laughs> in a in, residential in building. That's yeah. just basics. Yeah. So one of the strategies was to apply for a zoning variance mm-hmm. to bump it to commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was shot down by the, the planning commission. Uh, he appealed. Mm-hmm. as he does constantly, uh, went back for an appeal. And we all go to these hearings and yeah. speak on our behalf. Yeah. Uh, you know, And it's a grind. This is mm-hmm. month after month, year after year. Uh, he appealed, went to the Planning Commission. That was shot down. That was the last appeal. So there's going to be no 
zoning variance. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's just sort of running out the clock right. and making three or four times the amount of money he would make renting to long-term tenants. Yeah. Um, have you guys spoken to um, people like LA Tenants Union to to help you guys out at all? Um, we we have sort of banded together with a group called Power, mm-hmm. uh, who's been super helpful. Uh, we've actually gotten information from you guys from Ground yeah. Game, which has been super helpful. Um, but a lot of it we're, we're just doing on our own. Yeah. None of us are lawyers right. or anything like that. So we're just sort of, you know, digging in and yeah, banding re- together, reading, <laughs> reading yeah. the law, reaching out to folks who know better than us. Yeah. Um, I decided to run for the, the council in Venice mm-hmm. because of this, because no one was sort of sticking up for the renters. Right, right. Uh, and Venice is uh, two thirds renters. Yeah. One third homeowners. So it's a huge part of the community, and it, it was being sort of trampled upon. Mm-hmm. And no one, the city uh, or folks locally, seemed to be doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. So I basically picked up the torch yeah. and said, what, what's going on? We need to fix this. This is killing Venice. Yeah. And this is not any town in USA. This is Venice, California. Right. This is like a cultural touchstone in America, I would yeah. say. Oh, absolutely. And for our listeners that don't know, uh, Power People Organized for Westside Renewal is actually Ground Game's sister organization um, underneath a larger national organization called People's Action. Um, we I'm, This is like the core of what Power and Ground Game does is just helping out the citizens of our community by like trying to make the community better and an actual community yeah, and aware too. yeah and aware of like what's happening in your own backyard in your neighbor's backyard and in your friend that lives 20 miles away from you in right. their backyard yeah yeah and that we're a lot of us are in the same boat oh, i mean yeah. the city's huge and so spread out yeah but if you sort of take a step back and look at it this is happening all over la oh yeah absolutely one of the biggest losses was for um Oh, the rent control? Yeah, rent control uh, for 10. Right, right, right. I and agree. a lot of that is like wording, the way that things are worded in, in ballots. Yes. Um, which is like super shady. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the more you learn about it, or the more I learned about it, the more you see that sort of developer, developer money and the lobbyists mm-hmm. just, just sneak these little phrases and words in there to give themselves loopholes yeah. down the road. Totally. Uh, and it's sad but true. You've got to yeah. keep a super vigilant eye on this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what's happening in the neighborhood of Venice? Um, I think it's pretty common knowledge that the homeless situation in Venice has gotten completely out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's always been homeless folks in Venice. Yeah. Uh, that was a part of the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was never a big problem. It was just part of Venice. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of those folks. I would call some of them friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but the numbers have gone through the roof this yeah. year. I think we're close to 2,000 people on the streets. Wow. In Venice, which is not, not really a, that big of a neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's rampant. Um, and that's pretty obvious to anyone who's lived there for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got a lot of new tech people who are moving into the neighborhood, uh, Google, Snapchat, those mm-hmm. sort of folks, 
uh, who are appalled at mm-hmm. the situation uh, and are sort of vehemently protesting against the homeless folks as a whole, which has caused a ton of dissension in the community. Right. Like, this is not the Venice that I know and love at all. People are screaming at each other. Yeah. There's a lot of animosity mm-hmm. uh, over the situation. And if you, if you sort of look at that problem, the number one cause of homelessness is a lack of affordable housing. Yeah. So I think this whole situation ties in together. Mm-hmm. If we just enforce the, the rent-stabilized apartments and get them off the short-term platforms, mm-hmm. we'll put between 1,600 and 2,000 units back on the market in Venice. And that would be unbelievable and would yeah. borderline solve the homeless problem well I, I don't I don't think it would I would definitely it help pro- the yeah homeless it problem. would definitely help but yeah and we're in such crisis mode yeah on that front that anything would help yeah you get a few people off the streets uh, rent prices would go down mm-hmm. I'm not an economic genius but <laughs> I know <laughs> just through supply and demand if you put 2,000 units back on the market in a small neighborhood rent prices are gonna go down yeah that's obvious yeah I think some homeless folks will get off the street, yeah. and I think our affordable housing stock in general will go way up. Yeah, like, Those are all good things. Why the city's not doing that right now, mm-hmm. when they can, is beyond me. Yeah. And it's, it's sad that it really all boils down to money. Like when you're talking about these big companies that are coming in to Venice, where it would be so easy for them to buy out buildings and go by the law and house a lot of these homeless folks but instead they just yell at them of what are you doing here when they've been there before (laughs) before any of these tech people came in yeah um i don't want to knock the the tech people yeah no sort of oblivious i think a a lot of them don't know the history of venice and sort of where they've arrived yeah and they're just sort of dealing with it in the moment uh i think a lot of them would do themselves some good mm-hmm. to read about Venice and its history. Yeah, I don't know that that's there. <laughs> um, I know that Snapchat came in mm-hmm. and basically bought blocks and blocks and blocks of Venice. Mm-hmm. Uh, the community responded very vehemently against that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's sort of neighborhood groups. There's a group called the Venice Dogs mm-hmm. uh, who organized together and basically said, we, we don't want you to do this, Snapchat. And yeah. we're sort of vigilant about it and let them know at every opportunity. They would go to hearings, they'd do their legal research, they would talk to people in the street, they would talk to Snapchat employees, mm-hmm. uh, and that worked. Snapchat yeah. has basically vacated Venice and moved up to uh, an industrial park in Santa Monica. <laughs> so things can get done Yeah. on a sort of a ground level. Yeah, it just it takes education and actually talking to people yes yeah yeah an effort and you've yeah. got to put the work in yeah absolutely because you're fighting billions of dollars basically yeah <laughs> exactly right um is there anything going on uh within the neighborhood council besides uh well, besides we, what we've talked about we've uh we've just been sworn in the new council's been sworn in okay. for about two months now okay uh, so I've just introduced a motion to do what, what we talked about, mm-hmm. to enforce 
the rent stabilized ban mm -hmm. in the home sharing ordinance. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there's 3,000 units just on Airbnb, mm -hmm. and between 16 and 1,700 of those are rent stabilized. Right. So, in the midst of the housing crisis and the homeless crisis, mm -hmm. there's no reason to not put those back on the market. Right. Uh, and to for the city to drag its feet until November. When the law became effective, quote unquote effective, on July 1st mm -hmm. and was passed last year. Mm -hmm. Like they knew it was coming. That's the travesty. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. It's shameful. Yeah. I, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to figure out like why exactly people tend to drag their feet on on those things. And I don't want to say that it all boils down to money, but like in these times, it's really hard not to think that yeah. <laughs> for myself. Yeah. Um, well, that law was passed last year yeah. in 2018, and they knew this was coming. Yeah. They said this law will be effective on July 1st. Mm -hmm. So there's plenty of time to figure it out. Yeah. And then about a week or two before July 1st, they sort of snuck in a little announcement that they'll begin enforcement. November 1st. I know. How How is that something that I oh my goodness. I don't even know how that's it it's I'm speechless right now. Like how is that fathomable of just like I don't understand. I mean, it's from the the city's own website. It says this law will be effective July 1st. So they're just making up their own rule. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, that is the definition of ineffective. Yeah. Well, what can you guys do in that time? Besides just wait. I mean, well, I, I can make a motion like I did. Yeah. Like, please, we need your help. Yeah. Uh, there's a housing crisis. There's a homeless crisis. You have the legal ability mm -hmm. to just step in here and throw almost 2,000 units back on the market here. Yeah. Get some people off the streets, get rents down, get the housing stock up. Mm -hmm. You're leaders. Yeah. Lead. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Right. Have you guys uh, considered like doing some either like canvassing or deep canvassing within the within the neighborhood in order to um, have people call their representatives in order to to like really have like somebody come down and just be like, hey, you need to you need to do this. We haven't personally, I mean, I'm trying to get things done through the council. Yeah. I feel that that's my best option to mm -hmm. help my neighbors. Uh, I think canvassing would be great. Mm -hmm. I think uh, information about the new home sharing ordinance needs to be dispersed a little better yeah. so everyone knows the rules. Uh, I feel like people who are currently breaking the law mm -hmm. need to be held accountable. Yeah. Uh, I think we need people to actually go up to their door knock on it explain things to them maybe even hand out some literature yeah um but another thing a lot of the folks sort of complaining about the homeless situation are people who are airbnb airbnb second properties right illegally right so they're taking homes off the market and complaining about the homeless at the same time so with everything that's happening to the Ellison and buildings like it within the city of Venice um, have have you guys talked to your representative, which I believe is Bonin, correct? Yes, it's uh, it's Mike Bonin, and uh, you know when things started to get really bad, 
we had the idea just to reach out mm -hmm. to Mike, uh, sort of share this information with him and see what his take on it was. Uh, he did sit down with us almost immediately, to his mm -hmm. credit, and uh, a few of my neighbors and I sort of, over the course of a few hours, explained the disaster that was going on at the Ellison. Uh, he was very empathetic, uh, came up with some ideas for us to sort of alleviate things in the short term. Mm -hmm. uh, he has come up with this ordinance that recently passed. Um, I personally wish he would press more for enforcement. Mm -hmm. um, the ordinance is in effect and it's been largely ineffective mm -hmm. uh, and there's thousands of people in Venice suffering. Right. Uh, and I feel like we could help that out tomorrow mm -hmm. if we chose to enforce. Yeah. So the utter lack of enforcement is incredibly frustrating for a lot of us in Venice. Yeah. And what has been, um, in your experience, what has been the response to, to the enforcement question? Uh, a lot of people are disappointed. I mm -hmm. mean, we kept hearing effective July 1st, effective July 1st. Mm -hmm. So we were looking forward to that. That was sort of a, a ray of hope yeah. for those of us just surrounded by short-term rental party places. In uh, a week before, they said, no, it's actually November 1st. Mm -hmm. um, and that sucks. Yeah. Like we're going to have to live through a whole nother summer of, you know, surrounded by drunken tourists. Right. Like we're, we've lost our neighborhood for another summer. Yeah. And the thing about Venice is that it's, it's one of the most iconic cities within Southern California and within Los right. Angeles. Yeah. And it's a lot of, because of its history and the, the people that live there, the beach, the what you can find in Venice is what makes Venice. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, you always hear that Venice is one of the most popular spots for tourists to come visit. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for us to ask ourselves why that is. I mean, mm -hmm. the beach is beautiful. The ocean is a gift. It's amazing. Uh, but you can go a couple miles north or south and find the same thing. Yeah. So what is it about Venice specifically that people want to experience right uh to me it is the culture mm -hmm. uh it's so diverse there's so many ingredients to it there's latino culture there's black culture skate culture surf culture mm -hmm. uh poetry music yeah writers uh, the beats yeah it's a yeah it's a very hubris situation of just like you want this thing so badly but in order to attain it you're destroying your it. own ideals sort of yeah 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 betraying your own ideals and destroying the thing that you were after in the first place yeah so in venice we're experiencing homelessness off the charts mm -hmm. uh our rent prices have gone through the roof mm -hmm. they're absurd uh and our affordable housing stock is way down yeah and a lot of this is based on these short-term rentals uh, and now that we have this new ordinance in place, we could tomorrow help all three of these things. Yeah. If we want to. Yeah. So I feel like some of the leadership in the city is fiddling while Rome is burning. Right. And not doing anything when there's a very clear action they could take tomorrow. Yeah. Totally. So what can people within uh, Venice and outside of Venice do in order to, to help the cause? 
Um, I would say organize. I would say know that you're not alone and there's people and neighbors all over Venice and all over LA who are experiencing the same uh, sort of displacement. Mm -hmm. Uh, So reach out to your council member, reach out to your neighborhood council, let them know that this is not okay. Let -hmm. them know that this is not our city, this is not our neighborhood. Right. Uh, Being trampled upon uh, and it's gotta change. And the law's there now, it's just uh, a matter of putting the pressure on the politicians, Mm -hmm. making them do the right thing, and letting your voice be heard. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of people don't realize that it's actually pretty easy to get in touch with your uh, council member as well as just show up to a neighborhood council meeting, the ones that are that are open to the public. Figure out what's going on in your own neighborhood and also just talk to your neighbors. Encourage people to come out, get involved. You know, things don't change unless people in the neighborhood get involved. Yeah. And if you feel like you're being sort of trampled upon or bullied, you need to get out there and let your voice be heard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you, Brian, for coming on to the show today. My pleasure. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Ground Game LA podcast. This has been Bo Delight. And thank you for working on your micro to help the macro. Bye.